man. I, I'm totally blanking. I was going to start the podcast, but did y'all hear what Dak was like yelling at the line every single time during the game? Yes, and I forget what it is now. It's like, come Here we go! Here we go! <laughs> Dude, that's what I was going to come in. Here we go! Dude, like 20 minutes into the game, I turned to Cass and I go, am I going crazy? Or is like, are you hearing the field mics pick up? And she looks at me and goes, a guy yelling, here we go. And I go, yeah. And she goes, is that someone in the crowd? And I go, I think it's our quarterback. She goes, does, does he not know that everyone knows they're ready to play? I was like, no, it's a cadence thing. But I guess that's going to be Dak's uh, Omaha. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's not the most original thing in the world, but hey, whatever, you know. I, I've been very accustomed to his, uh, wow, my daddy. Uh, but it is funny when, when when you see the the clip, you know the the little clips they put together, and it's like fifty seconds of him just here we go, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know it's those little comical details that stick with you when you've uh, had such a relaxing, stress free Sunday, which we got to because the Dallas Cowboys laid a record setting beat down on the New England Patriots. 38 to 3. We're here to talk about it. This is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. And guys, you know, like coming into this game, I, you know, I wasn't really worried about the, the end result. I was not overly scared of the New England Patriots. I mean, I think coming out of a game like we had last week against Arizona, there's always going to be some lingering concern about like, okay, like are they going to come out flat again? Um, but that said, like Dak is seven and one in games after a loss since 2020. So he very rarely loses two games in a row. Um, and from the first drive, it did feel like uh, they they were you know spun up and and running on high octane at this time around. Um, I was, I will say from the very jump. There were several players in this game immediately on offense who they've uh, they've taken a step forward this year. And I know that we're going to talk a little bit about some red zone concerns. There's there's stuff to fix on this team for sure. But I do want to start on a positive note because when you beat the New England Patriots 38 to three after the 20 year run they've had of just buzz sawing every team in the league, I think we need to relish that a little bit. Can we just start by appreciating Jalen Tolbert a little bit? Jalen um, Tolbert did not know that's where we were going to go, but I'll, I'll give no, you the I'm just, you know, I'll go with it. Let's I'll just, just let's just, no, I'm random, down for that. Random, random uh, starting point. But this is a guy who really kind of was viewed as like a total bust of a pick, squandered opportunity to make an impact in the starting lineup last year. Um, a healthy scratch in many games was kind of only noticed when he was making like a huge fuck up in the Packers game. And I think a lot of people thought maybe we would never see Jalen Tolbert. Um, yesterday, Jalen Tolbert caught four balls on four targets, two really big third down conversions, and a really huge play on special teams as the gunner um, to tackle the return man inside the ten. Um, so I was, I was like, this is, this is, I'm really stoked for this kid. You know, this this guy's really coming out swinging. I'm loving that. Probably the it's best fine. game I've seen I, from him. It's, oh, yeah. def- it's definitely the best game we've seen from him. So, if, I'm if, proud of like 
anyone say that's a starting point. It's a starting point for sure. I don't think anyone's saying he had like an all star game. No, no, but I'm really excited. I was happy last year. He didn't do much, so it's just nice to see him finally getting. You know, he's contributing in some way for sure. And and I'll tell you who else had a career game yesterday. One, Fergie McFerguson, Jake Mm -hmm. Ferguson, seven catches, seventy-seven yards. Best game of his of his career. Um, I'll tell you what, dude. Something I really love about Ferg: yards after catch. Dog, dude has 178 yards on the year. 124 of them are yak. He just he's not the fastest dude in the world, but he is pretty slippery with the ball in his hands, and he seems to be basically impossible for one guy to bring down. He always seems to like get an extra, like either slip a guy or like drag a guy like an extra four or five yards. He is a, a real – I mean, in on, first drive is a great example since that's where we're starting. Um, we, we drive the ball. We get down the field. Gallup has a huge play. Tolbert has a huge play where he slips a, a, a tackler and takes it 18 yards. We get down in the red zone. Um, Dak throws a perfect ball down the seam to he who should barely be named, fucking Luke Schoonmaker, who – is quickly climbing my ranks of most hated cowboy players. This bum ass drops the touchdown. So should have been a TD right there. Should have been immediate seven. Drops that that ball. On the next play, Dak hits Ferg with a short pass. He takes it all the way to like the two, dude. Like Ferg was out there bailing dudes out yesterday. It was great to see. You know, I, I, I am happy to report that I... I said I had gotten off the hype train. I kept my ticket. I, w- I went around, walked around the city, you know, explored a little bit. Didn't know if I wanted to get back on, and and, and I have actually gotten back on the stop. So we're Fuck done with yeah. the sightseeing. We're we're back on. We're we're, we're happy to be members. You know, it, it's a little it's a little more full than it was last time I was there, but it's okay. There's still room, and so so I've kept my ticket, goat. So I'm back in. Oh, yeah. I'm back in on it, Fergie. You know, I I really hope that. After a game like that, I'm hoping to see more. Um, I know that they love to rotate their tight ends, and there's a lot of them on this team. But man, like the fact that we're targeting Schoonmaker multiple times in the red zone, like that's a waste of snaps, in my opinion. Like the either give those targets, targets to Ferg or don't target a tight end. Um, Schoonmaker has four targets on the year. He has one catch for a touchdown, which props there is a one yard TD. And motherfucker has two drop touchdowns, dude. Like, that's a crazy rate. Like, when 50% of your targets result in a drop touchdown, I'm loving the bunny. <laughs> Sorry if y'all hear me laugh. Zach has messed with his screen, and now it looks like a, a bunny is working in an office chair. And I love his, I'm his, happy about his it. carrot clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, that's pretty sick, Zach. I'm just in outer space, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> he's given like he has a really pissed off look on his face too. It's not like on, dude. Bunny. Like yeah. he's like a like a CPA bunny. Yeah, he's for sure looking at porn on that. Thing or something. <laughs> I don't um, know how you type on that com- on that keyboard, dude. There's like nine total keys, and he appears to use two of them. He's just just two of them. Oh, doesn't even have fingers. Just yeah, two big paws, dude. Just L and A. <laughs> just- <laughs> 
not even touching the mouse, but he is loving whatever he's doing. He's nineties hacking, dude. Just like <laughs> into the mainframe, dude. Oh, oh. but yeah, I, mean, I guess Red Zone is where you know a lot of these discussions are going to go. Um, another game, really weird. The target distribution going into this, since you brought it up, is really bad. We hadn't thrown to CD really at all. We hadn't thrown to Cooks really much or Gallup. It was all the tight ends and running backs, which was really strange. Uh, what sucks about it is technically the CD Lamb touchdown came on the 20 today, so it doesn't count in our red zone stats, which is yep. kind of bullshit. But that was a nice play to see. That was a good touchdown. I'm, I'm glad we got Lamb his first TD on the year. You know, Dak did – he's hit three tight ends on the fucking numbers inside the red zone that haven't been caught. I, I, I think the concerns are a tad bit overblown. Generally speaking, if you can move the ball – well between the 20s as well as Dallas does, then I feel like there's a regression to mean that your offense will eventually find a way to point it out. But I, I think they're a little uncomfortable right now. They don't quite know what they want to do there. So, yeah, we'll it does feel like they're missing that element of Zeke Elliott's game a little bit. Like when you don't have a big bruising power back to punch it in very close to the goal line. It seems like maybe you get down to the one, you don't know what to do with your hands. And so you start doing like, you get a little cute, you start running like more complicated stuff. Um, I won't even pretend that the presence of uh, Chuma Igoda uh, at left tackle yesterday, which I'm pretty shocked that's the dis that was the decision there. That like, out of all the spots on the line to place like an absolute liability when you have guys that have a little bit of position flex, I mean, I think Tyler could probably play left tackle more than Chuma Igoda can. That dude is just at, I mean, we, he, he destroyed a red zone possession by himself. He, I will, I rewatched the game this afternoon. We get down to like the four or the five yard or like even closer than that two or three yard line. The ball is snapped. He doubles the guard and the the D end can barely believe that no one engages him. He runs straight to Dak and kills him. And then when when they get up, as the camera's like going over to Dak, you can see the the guard and Biotish come over to to Ch Chuma and just like kind of pat him on the helmet and be like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, block who's in front of you, man. Like, you're not doubling this guy. Like, and leaving a free rusher on the two. That was pretty bad. I mean. It's concerning because if we talk about this maybe for the last six fucking seasons that with Tyron Smith goes down and he will go down. It's evergreen. Mm -hmm. um, you gotta kind of got to have a, a, a solution there and they don't, which is a little concerning to me. I, I, I don't know if I'd move Tyler out. He's played two games at guard and he's the highest rated. I know he, jock on pff except when it serves our needs but in this case it does serve our needs he's like the highest rated guard or in the okay, NFL can right steel now. play left tackle i feel like they tried that one week when they brought l back and it was really bad a okay. couple years ago but i think he's probably yeah we definitely player. did try that yeah he's Schumer's right just so bad dude he just gets so many he like he had four penalties last week and gave up two sacks he gave up a key sack and had another two penalties Ooh. yesterday i think that's why you see ferg and schoon on the field so much i mean ferg is a really good run blocker i think they're gonna just have to chip on that side a ton until and that's Tyron's another back, that's another weakness know. of like some of those goal line plays they'll have deuce vaughn out there and like i want to see deuce man. get used but like man deuce vaughn cannot he, he 
just the physics of it don't work. He's not going to provide much in the way of blocking. Two, and, two things with Deuce. One, I think Turpin's even been a better option there for like the gimmicky plays and the end arounds. We already saw him score. Sure. He had a nice 46-yarder. Two, I, I just got to say, fellas, I was texting Andy today. I'm not trying to rail on the kid. I like the pick. He's not passing the eye test so far. It's, yeah, it's, I'm I'm just not ready. I mean, Rico looks so much better with his snaps than any snap Deuce has had this year. I, I agree with you, but the situations are just incomparable. They have not given Deuce any carries in situations where the other team doesn't know you're running the ball. Every time Deuce touches the ball, it is in a situation where game's totally out of hand, so they know we're killing clock. And in this game, it was they had already pulled Zach Martin. So you're running Deuce Vaughn straight up the gut into the teeth of a, like a nine-man box with basically like, you know, the blocking that we saw in the Cardinals game. I mean, again, like, yes, I agree with you. The results are not tremendous. Like, no one's sitting here being like, Deuce has looked incredible. I'm just, I, the situation is such that like, the, I and I will say this also, and I said this to you in the text, I don't see the value in that. Like, I don't think you're developing Deuce Vaughn by giving him those touches. I, I don't think he's learning anything or like gaining knowledge of the NFL game by running into the teeth of a nine man box with inferior blocking. Um, I think they need to use him like they used Tony Pollard when Zeke was at, at the peak of his powers, like rookie Tony Pollard, like as your change of pace, like toss crack back block, you know, back that gets you, they you try to try hit home runs with in the second quarter though. And that was a really bad red zone possession. They threw like the little swing pass to him for nothing. And then they kept him on a third down and we got sacked. And obviously, like you said, it's not really his role to be there. I guess what I'm concerned about is Rico Doddle left the game today. I think Rico's kind of flashed this year and I you yeah. just can't give He's got a Rico snaps we to deuces. So I, I don't know what they do there. I mean, deuces, Look, I, he's electric in the open field. They got to find a way to get him in the electric field. But just yeah. like you said, maybe running up the gut. Maybe it's just a, hey, we're not quite sure how to use this guy right yet. I mean, hell, Turpin last year was a complete non-factor on offense. They didn't know what to do with him. And now he's kind of had a few nice gadget plays. Maybe they'll figure that out with Deuce. I would like to think a little screen game would work well with him. We don't. Yeah, instead of it. instead of like uh throwing it to Gallup with no blocker or we don't really run screens do we like not we run often. our screen game is awful it's it we run the the classic des of with cd where it's like hey, we're gonna toss it out to you in the flat yards. and yeah. and you need to like beat one guy and that then that'll be something we run the wide receiver pair where it is the hope is that one wide receiver can run his blocker run his guy into the other guy and the guy that gets the ball can make a decision. But like, as far as like more complicated, like your classic, like bubble screen, jailbreak screens, Zeke used to have, like, there was a two year period where like once a game, Zeke would take like a 60 yard screenplay using like the same exact play every time. And we just don't use that anymore. We don't even Um, do that to the Pollard. Like that's what I I do have some, I do have some interesting numbers here on, on the offense that I think is very interesting. Um, so this is like good number, bad number, right? So, okay, Cowboys' uh, third down conversion percentage is 51.61. Where do you think that ranks in the NFL? I would say that is going to be top five. I'll say third. First. They are the best third down team in the league on offense. 
That is they are they are thirty six point eight four percent red zone TD percentage. That's good for thirtieth in the NFL. <laughs> but they also have they, the most red zone appearances, don't they? Exactly. It, it, this is it's a str- it's a confusing offense when you look at it from a stat perspective. Uh, Cowboys EPA per play zero point zero nine zero seventh in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've been a good offense in every week. Even the Cardinals week, people don't want to hear this because I understand it's all about putting points on the board. Effective, the arts per play stuff, they were effective offensively. Yep. They were not the reason we lost that game. 12 points per game on off. And that does not include defensive CDs, field goals, or extra points. So just yeah, touchdowns. So they average new- two offensive touchdowns a game. I saw the new narrative is that our defense has as many touchdowns as Dak. That's what people are using to hate on us. Again. It is what is hilarious is we are like the only team in history where people act like our defense isn't on our team. They'll be like, "Dude, <laughs> your defense is so sick and way better than your offense." You're like, We're like, yeah, think they're on the team, huh? Like, it's pretty sick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the exact same dynamic of last year when people were like, "Dude, Pollard's so much better than Zeke." I'm like, "Good thing they're both on our team, then." <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> like, I don't. That isn't the burn you think it is. <laughs> like, um, points per play, point four four zero is fifth in the league. Hmm. Percentage of drives ending in a punt or turnover, thirty-six percent, fourth in the NFL. So they drive the field well. They barely ever punt or turn the ball over. Like they, this year, we have one pick, and I don't think we have any fumbles on offense. Uh, that we, we have a ton. Recovered. We just keep getting them back. Variance, yeah. baby. Yeah, Sean McKeon, dude, huge, huge moment for him yesterday. He he spring he comes in, Ferg gets a penalty, so they yank him. McKeon goes in. He got promoted from practice squad last week. He spring he hits the block that springs Turpin for the forty six yarder. Then Turpin gets the ball punched, and McKeon hustles it down, and he gets the the praise from Greg Olden. Like, That's championship effort. So it was there was I mean we had the same thing remember when CD had that long play against the Jets and he fumbled and what's his face went and grabbed it our offensive lineman was all the way down yep. the field I think it was Steele I don't know the, uh, somebody Yadish one of the O linemen yeah. jumped on it which was sick so look you're gonna get like I said we're getting a little bit of positive regression based on last year we also had a ball that absolutely should have been picked today but hey those those happen every game so. Yeah. Yeah, it, man, the I will say this, the I'm so glad that like the luck has turned over on those cuz there's so many of these like like when our receivers aren't catching balls, they're just knocking them down rather than dusting them into the hands of defenders, which we had yeah. so much last year. Um that one that Dak tried to squeeze in and it got one like the guy put a hand out and he almost got a hand. He almost pulled it in. Like that's just one that last year I'm almost positive. The dude just hauls in for yeah. like a crazy one handed pick. So, and look, um, like people made such a big deal of it is such a crazy narrative. I've watched a lot of chiefs games and bills games this year. They're those dudes throw a lot of turnovers too. Like that's like, well, and no quarterbacks immune to it. Joe Burrow looks like the shittiest. He's not even turning the ball over. They just suck. But I, I will say, I think, you know, I have it, uh, one game, another team that I have watched a lot this year is the Chargers because Kellen's over there now. And 
we have watched them so when I mean, when when Dak was putting up insane numbers in 2021, Dak put up like 4,000 yards, almost 5,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. When you're running an offense like that, that demands like high numbers of passes, like you're taking shots, you're throwing a lot of like tight window throws. A lot of your drives are like three three passing plays and then a punt. You're putting so many opportunities out there for something to go wrong. And you're also taking a ton of risks that like if things are just like kind of out of sync, you just come up really flat. This offense does not have nearly as many of those drives on in this game. Um, you look at the Cowboys drives, they go field goal, which again, if we, if we don't have this drop in the, in the end zone, that's probably a touchdown. Uh, next drive is a 20 is a 75 yard touchdown. They get their one really ugly three and out of the first half, uh, on the following drive. And then they get the, but immediately follow it with a fumble recovery touchdown and a 73 yard drive down to the five that turns into a field goal. That was the bad plays I was talking about. Yep. Pick six. And then, uh, that that's it for the first half. So they go into the halftime 28, three, Largest halftime deficit of Belichick's career. Um, offense had scored on one, two, three of their four possessions, not counting the end of the half where they're just like trying to get into range for that like 70-yard field goal. Um, defense was obviously manhandling yesterday. Not a ton of sacks. Mac managed to uh, avoid like going down very often. But the pressure definitely got to him. He threw some really inadvisable balls. God, the the he one almost, the land pick six might have been. Well, it, the, it's like two the plays before play that. that they tell you not to throw. Is a well, and, and I'll tell you what, he got away with it two plays before. And they were saying, like, man, you're told from like birth as a QB, you do not throw across the field, across your body. And Bourne hauled that shit in and managed to turn it into a first down. And so Mac, like, this, I guess, decided, like, oh, I can get away with that. And Bland was waiting for it. Bland could have had three pick sixes in this game. And J-Ron like, dropped one too. J the funny one, the funny thing about J-Ron is he's had that pick in two games. Like this weird thing where like to his right. Yeah, quarterback bootlegs out, gets forced to the sideline, tries to force one, and J-Ron's just waiting behind Micah. So he's kind of in a weird blind spot and he just gets it thrown into his chest. That's happened twice. Um they, I mean, by the end of the game, they they yanked Mac. Um, I'll say this, man: I have never seen the Patriots fandom like this. I think this is a real turning point for that franchise. I think they're selling stock on Mac. They know Zappy's not the guy. And I'll say this: a lot of people are ready to move on from Bill Belichick, which I truly never thought I would see the day. It's all the people who are saying, "You, know, I don't care if we ever win another championship because we won so many. I'm fine with it." Realizing what that fucking means. Yeah, like no, you're. It's easy to say down. at the parade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody thinks like this will be enough for a lifetime until week one of next year, and you're like, wait, this sucks. Like <laughs> the fact that we ended Brady's career in a nasty oh, kicking, yeah. and the fact that Patriot fans are legitimately about to have the talk about Bill Belichick is just. It's it's it it doesn't make up for two decades of watching them kick everyone's ass, including our team's ass, every time we played them. But man, it is it is so fun. 
Has it changed your perspective on the Brady versus Belichick no, debate? People, they're both great. I just they're they're not very talented anymore. I mean that's well, the bottom, and they don't. I, have I agree with you, but I do think that Brady covered up a lot of Belichick's shortcomings as a personnel guy. Like they, I mean they there's I can count on one hand the number of like offensive superstars that the Patriots had outside of Brady, and he won championships yeah. with dudes that I can't name. Agree, but um, they also shut Sean McVay down to three points the year. The I agree. One hundred percent agreed. Like that was a Belichick agreed. Super Bowl. One hundred percent. Definitely, definitely, and and not to take away from Belichick, but he just like it seems like if they, like they they would have been better served having a, a real GM because, man, the they just don't have any bad. weapons, dude. They, they have no weapons. They're speed, no weapons. Um, even on defense, like Judon is a good player, but he's way past his prime. Um, Gonzo seems like he's going to be a good player. Gonzalez, the the corner, he got hurt, which sucks. And then Dak immediately is like, sick, he's out, bomb, TD, done. Like, um, it's going to be bad. They're going to be a bad team this year. And Mac Jones is just not the guy. He looked well, you know what? I'm I'm glad. I I really detest Mac Jones. Um, deep down in, in my core, yes. Um, I kind of ignored Mac Jones. Like I didn't know much about him outside of like he went to Bama. And then about a week ago, I was watching a video by a YouTuber that I really like. He's not a football creator. He uh, feels more in like the like politics and like things like that. And he made a video about Mac Jones, which I was like, what is this about? Dude, Mac Jones is like kind of a cunt. Like this dude slides and kicks defenders in the nuts. He grabbed Sauce Gardner's dick last week during a game. Yeah, did he, see that. Yeah, he, he's that just was. like kind of a brat. Like it seems like he's just like kind of this like entitled, like kind of whiny bitch who picks fights that his teammates kind of have to back up. And like in the long run, if you're not a very good quarterback and you're doing shit like that, like the team's not gonna want to ride for you forever. Like that's only cool when you're in Dominican Sue and it's like, well, this dude's a monster, so I'm bound to fight guys in the parking lot with him. Like if you're if you suck and you're losing the game and you're also grabbing dudes' dicks, that's kind of not gonna go over well with most locker rooms, I would have to think. Long um, story short, I think this was a a game where uh the defense got to play the game that it loves to play, which is take the ball away. They scored twice, pick six, and a, uh, a fumble six, which pr- shout out to Dante Fowler Jr. on an excellent pursuit and strip sack there. Um, LVE scoring his first touchdown since high school, which is very cool for him. Um, and the offense, you know, certainly you'd like to see them get more efficient in the red zone. Um, but when you're up like 28 to three at halftime, it's so hard to like come down hard on them. I think what is going to tell us a lot is we are coming up on what I think many people have kind of hyped as like the biggest game of the season. Oh, next oh. week. I know it's a bad spot to jump in real quick. Uh, we, some of us at least had uh Patriot fan reactions. Yes. I we did wrap get, that up before. That's we a go good idea. Zach, why, don't you, why don't you go first? What, what fun right. content did you find from the Patriots? Well, it turns out Andy might agree with this, but, uh, it's obvious at this point that Bill Belichick has been exposed since Tom left. I don't know how it works with voting, but with people seeing this game, he might miss out on the Hall of Fame. Wow, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> My God, dude. <laughs> I, 
I can't imagine how dark of a place you have to go to say that a one of the winningest, co- almost the winningest coach of all time, is he won like eighty percent of his games with Dude, Tom Brady at QB. He's about to. I don't know how many games away he is, right? But surpassing Shula for the most coached wins ever. He's going out bad. I don't know how many years he has left or how much interest he has, but uh, he's at least going to get that record before he goes. So that's a that's a laughably dark place for your brain to go. But I guess when you lose by 35 points, you know, you, you do some strange things. Mine is, is less uh, fun and more made me angry. This is just like shows you just the weird spell that the star caps on people. Uh, people need to realize what tonight uh, really means, how bad this truly is. This isn't like we lost a game to the Eagles or the Niners. This is the Cowboys. The Cowboys did this to us. This is a 9 or 10 win team if some things go right for them. To lose a game this badly to a team like this, a halfway decent team on a good day, shows you how bad this team really is. Like They're willing to destroy their own name in order to just like bring us down a peg. Like we can't just be good. It makes me so upset. Fuck these guys. Fuck Boston. Yeah, I'm I'm always team fuck Boston for the record. Mm-hmm. Me and the missus watched Spotlight for the first time in a long time the other night. Great movie. It is a great movie. But yes, like we said before, we got into a, a brief aside for Patriots fan content. This uh this really was kind of the get right game coming off of the just absolute catastrophe against the Cardinals, um, who I will say the Cardinals put up a, a better than decent fight against the Niners. Um, I was I was surprised by that. I really they thought have, that they were going to get absolutely mashed. In all four games, to be fair, they did fail to cover the spread of 14 points, but they, they hung around. It was yeah, they, it was 20, it was 21-16 for a minute in like the third quarter. Like, they were doing it. So... I'll give them their. I'll give them their due. They are a hard fight. They are not rolling over for anyone. And Josh Dobbs, I mean, he's he's going to get himself like an elite he looked, backup he job. He looked better than Mac Jones, that's for sure. That is for damn sure. So, yes, uh, certainly, I feel like, lose, like defensively, the Cowboys uh, got right. Offensively, they continue to move the ball well. They need to still kind of get that last little section cleaned up in the red zone, but. Uh, everything comes to a head. Well, uh, before before San Fran, though, we gotta uh, classically end it with with Star Love Goat. So, oh yes. Um, before we put a wrap on that, I know you know we didn't go too deep in the weeds on this one, but it was a blowout pretty quick. It was twenty eight three, and the second half was largely a snoozer. I mean, even Crush came in, went two for two. By the way, twenty yards, fucking yeah. dealing, fucking dealing. Uh, I know Zach loved that clinical. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and do Star Love Goat. Um, as always, you know, sometimes we get wacky. Sometimes it's just who had the best game. Mine's pretty easy. And that is Deron Blanders, AKA Deron Bland with, with the pick six, almost had another one, uh, you know, his eight pick already in his career. Pretty sick. Two years, Um, dude. He leads the NFL in the last two seasons in interceptions. I know it was, and he jumped that one. That was, uh, that was pretty sick. That was like what I felt like was the ending of that game. You know, the defense as a whole looked good, but I thought he kind of 
shown the brightest there, if you will. So Agreed. Uh, Deron Blanders, my boy. Very nice. Zach, what do you got? All right. Uh, my shout out is also going to be to Mr. Bland. Mm. Uh, I was not expecting that second pick. I'll notice it didn't hit me the same way that it did when Dig got Diggs got two. Yeah, that was sick. Two picks. Uh, partially because when he got at least the first one, some guy at the bar is that shouted out, Diggs who? Oh, man. Mm, when he texted me like, that, I was instantly just like, I've never been had something ruined for me so quickly. Like, I was like, what a piece of shit, dude. He was clearly a big Cowboys fan, but still just like, We oh. have some of the worst fans on the planet. That doesn't totally shock me, but still annoying. He's just my shout. Honestly, my uh, love of the game is going to be uh, Brandon Aubrey. Oh, nice. yes. He is just shown to be an extremely weapon. efficient kicker. I Other wanted to that see him kick the 65-yarder, dude. I really I, I so wanted to I. see it. I was like, just why not? Let's see what he can do. That was but also with us having, probably for Bones to not to not let him get him I know. off the leash. But with us having currently red zone issues, he's really been uh, – Helping us out a lot with that. Hell yeah. I mean, imagine we had Maher or something less good, and we're going to a lot of these end zones. We're just getting nothing. Dude, he's been he's been super reliable. I did love the uh, bone special when the Patriots yes. lined up to bring that up. Yes. Like it was like a game winning field goal, and so the Cowboys just immediately audible to their two point uh, like <laughs> trick play that. I've seen several analysts call this out that like it feels like that would never have previously worked on a Bill Belichick team that like that was such a defining moment where it's like, man, I mean, not never have seen that work on a Bill Belichick. It team was, it, it, it would only work if you have bones fossil. Genius, <laughs> yeah. It was the bones first was in his uh, fucking lab bones. That's like heroin for Bones right there. Like, oh getting yeah, to run that dude. play. That's gonna that's gonna sustain him life for. He for went one. he went home to the misses and turned that shit on repeat, dude. <laughs> Lock the doors. Uh, for one, it was also good to see uh, us going up twenty eight three on Belichick because that play. And also, I was hearing that uh, that's the first fake uh, extra point attempt since they moved it back in the NFL. Yeah, since it's a 15-yarder. So, like, that's a – that I mean, that's a big do that. cover, dude. Like, most people are not going to go for that. And to get – We made it get, look easy. See Chauncey Golston get that. I love a big man TD. Those are always fun. Um, dude, good – yeah, definitely. Aubrey's been awesome. Um, for the GOAT of the game, I my my honorable mention goes to uh, to Mr. Ferg. Um, he had – just several great catches. The one on the opening drive was great. I think the best one uh, was – I'd have to look in the drive chart where uh, when it occurred. But there was one where Dak had to fire one over the linebacker and then have it drop in like between the corner and the safety. And Ferguson had to go full extension, catch the ball at the very height of the jump, and then take a huge hit. And he came down with the ball anyway. Just a huge fucking play to convert uh, a third down. And to see a tight end that's in his second year, like there was a lot of dis discussion about Dalton Schultz moving on. Seven targets, 77 yards. I mean, that's a that's a really great day. If you can get some other guys going like they need to, if you can get the CDs and the Cookses going, like you have something special in FERC there, I think. So I'm very stoked about that. Um, but... The good of the game, I mean, I think it's impossible not to give it to Deron Bland. Um, yes. This is a guy that a week ago was 
instantly just like crowded by the media. He went from being kind of like the number three corner on this team to, I think yes, after yesterday, Deron Bland's your number one corner. Um, Gilly, I think has maybe lost a step between last year and this year. He's had some bad moments in yesterday's game against Arizona. He got beat all day. Um, Gave up some huge plays. Deron Bland didn't have a great day against Arizona either. And so we were kind of like, okay, what's the the DB situation going to be for Deron Bland to come out yesterday and have the game he had with multiple pass breakups, two picks, his second pick six of the year. Um, it's just a huge, huge W for a kid. And, and a, you know, at the beginning of his career, he cross trained this summer at camp as both an outside corner and a nickel corner, which I'm sure the Cowboys are just feeling like absolute geniuses for having done that. Um, but he stepped up huge. And one thing that I want to highlight on bland that I, I think is just awesome is I think he gave his like first ever post game interview after this game. It's probably like the first time anyone's asked him like anything in, oh, in his career sure. thus far. And he was clearly very nervous. It was just kind of regurgitating coach speak that he had been, you know, like given over the course of the week. But uh, I don't know if it's a DQ thing, a Mike thing, a DB coach thing, but he kept reiterating just like the need for neutral thinking and a neutral mindset that the team had been so focused on not letting last week define their play this week and not letting their play this week define their play next week. And I think for a team that, is at the whim of this emotional roller coaster that is being the Dallas Cowboys in the national spotlight at all times. And when they lose, they're the worst team ever. When they win, they're the best team ever. I think that is just like the the most perfect messaging you could be giving these guys. And for a guy like Bland to have kind of internalized that, for, especially in the situation he's in where he's being asked to fill basically impossible shoes, like as good as Bland is, like I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say he's, he's – except for that one guy in the bar, obviously, that he's Trayvon Diggs. Um, I love seeing that from a young guy. I just think that's that's a really good sign. He has a good head on his shoulders, and he's just taking it one snap at a time and doing the job. So huge, huge props to the kid. Um, he's going to have his hands full next week. He's, he's probably going to draw Bebo, Ayuk. I mean, it's going to be a huge, huge game. We're going to need him to, to show up big again. So I hope he keeps it up. All right, that is our first star goat of the season. We do not have a star love goat yet. Um, we do not have a love goat yet, but uh, I mean, don't you think a goat star sounds like a little more like, you know, like dope, uh, you know? yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll call goat star. That's sounds like an energy drink, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. like a 15 year old invented. <laughs> dude, so goaded, dude. Goat star. So lit, fam. On God, bust it. More sounds like one of those DJs that we used to listen to on that Piff. DJ Goat Star. Hell yeah, dude. That's sick. There's a. There's a you, you remember that that uh trend that there was for a while where like all like DJs and rappers were making their names like Trailer Swift like they would name they would be like a slight change oh, yeah. to a a popular thing. There's a rapper uh that I actually really like right now and his name is Terror Reed, and I was like oh that's that's pretty cool dude. I always remember Trail Clinton. Trail Clinton is great. That's a good one. Me and Ryan had a, a DJ duo for a while. Goldman Stacks. Dope. Yeah. Very There's cool. A for two white guy guys. Hank Trill, where he just raps because he does a good Hank oh, Hill impersonation. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Oh, that's great. So, yes, the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday. We've been flexed into prime time. It should have been a prime time game from the jump. It was three thirty on the original schedule, but the NFL wised up 
moved us to the primetime game. It is your Dallas Cowboys going to the yay area, the Thizzle Kingdom itself, home of Mac Dre, home of E-40. Ooh. We're playing San Francisco 49ers. Guys, the San Francisco 49ers, I don't think it's exaggerating. I think they're the best team in football right now. They are absolutely on fire. Um, CMC is coming off one of the best games people have seen in the last two or three years from a running back. He put up like 200 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. Um, they are loaded on both sides of the ball. And it's going to be interesting. I am excited to hear your thoughts. Zach, let's start with you. How do you feel about this Dallas Cowboys team going up against these Yan Francisco 49ers? I honestly don't think either t- teams have really changed that much. I would have said we improved drastically, except for the Cardinals game. I think it's going to be kind of similar to the last two times we played them. I think neither team's really going to be able to score as much as, at least we're not going to be able to probably score as much as we're used to. But honestly, it's not the playoffs. I don't think the curse is going to hit us because in both those games, we should have won. Like we made Fair. ourselves lose. We fucked up too many times. Agreed. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I'm saying Cowboys win 20 to 17. I like it. Ben, thoughts on this game? Yeah, they have been sort of the Achilles heel for Dallas, obviously knocking us out the last two years. Um, You know, I think they've scored 30 points in every game that Brock Purdy's finished, except for one. Uh, Their defense is – I thought we were on that level. I don't know anymore. Their defense is still really good. So – Gosh, it's really tough. Um, they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, by the way. We're playing in San Fran. That, that's a coin flip, you know? Like, you three-point neutral side. Like, yeah, I I unfortunately, I mean, I don't think we lose 19-12, to 12, but the offense is choked twice. Now, that was Kellen's offense. I think this is really the huge test for Mike because – he did much better against the Jets, really, than even the Bills or the Chiefs looked offensively against those teams. Um, so there's a little bit of promise there. I'm trying to talk myself into it, fellas, but right now, gosh, I don't know. I'm I'm leaning Niners 24 to 20. Boo. Okay, okay. Boo. Boo this You man. know, it's uh, – it's, the, the Niners are an interesting team. Um, I do think that they are like a matchup nightmare for the Cowboys. I think – we have caught them at just like terrible times for us every single time we've played them uh, in this iteration of the Niners anyway. Like the Eagles got to play such a fucking junior varsity version I know. of the, the Niners team we got to play. Um, I know that there is a tremendous amount of narrative and discussion around Brock Purdy. Um, and so I'm going to use this opportunity to give my thoughts. Um, you know, Brock is a quarterback who I think it it is a testament to how much of a salve winning is like, I do not think Brock Purdy is a tremendously gifted quarterback. Um, 
think if you put Brock Purdy on the Bears, he would look very bad. Um, but I think Brock Purdy is a highly polished college quarterback who knows how to run a system, and that's what Kyle Shanahan needs. And so when surrounded by elite talent, which he undoubtedly is, protected by such a catchable ball you know go yeah dude the the language used around brock purdy is so interesting to me because it it means nothing it's all just like he has he throws a very catchable ball he throws with a lot of touch um all this stuff that just amounts to like well uh nothing statistically or even like attribute wise would tell you this guy's good but the results are great so we have to fill in the part before we say he's a winner like um it reminds me a lot of like the language and i'm not making this comparison but it reminds me so much of the year that tebow kind of had his magical year for the broncos like people had to come up with a reason that like this was working um now in this scenario it's not really a, a mystery why it's working he has maybe the best play caller in football, uh, one of the best weapon sets in football, one of the best offensive lines in football, and on the other side, they have one of the best defenses in football. And Brock Purdy's best attribute is not his catchable ball or his touch or his soft hands or whatever. It's that he's incredibly cheap. Um, the fact that they don't have to pay Brock Purdy $50 million enables them to surround him with elite-level talent, and that is an approach for sure. Um, you know, we've discussed before the fact that if the 49ers were not so talented and so successful, I think there'd be a lot more heat on their coaching staff and ownership for the fact that they probably had one of the biggest draft slash personnel fuck ups in recent memory with Trey Lance, um, to trade multiple premium draft picks for a guy that ends up being your third QB and then traded away for a day three pick is an unmitigated disaster. Um, I mean, the bears are currently getting just dragged through 50 lakes of lava for trading one, the, the last pick of the first round for a wide receiver and then flipping them for a fifth. The, the Niners did that like times 10 like, and they, they receive almost no, no mention of it because of how good things are going for them. Um, so ultimately, I think one of the keys is Brock Purdy is basically never in a position where it's on him to win the game. They are almost never behind. They never need him to make a play that is going to like define their game. They ultimately work a system where Brock's job is to protect the ball and deliver the ball safely to playmakers who then make the plays. Um, the question I think will be, can the Dallas Cowboys defense create enough pressure and put them in a situation where Brock Purdy is forced to be the star of the show? If you can do that, I do think they're vulnerable. I think they can be beat. Because at that point, you can't just run the ball with CMC. You're going to have to air it out. And of course, the more times the ball is put in the air, that's an advantage for the Dallas Cowboys. Their pass rushers can go to work. Their ball hawk secondary can go to work. Um, and a big piece of that also comes on the other side where you need your offense to be potent enough to deliver a leap. I agree with Zach that there just isn't the baggage of a playoff game against the Niners. And I could definitely foresee a situation like 
2016, we played the Packers in the regular season. And at that time, the Aaron Rodgers Packers were what the Niners are now. They were the team that always beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Um, probably dialed up a notch because of things like the Dez catch. So in that game, uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, that was the David Irving game record game. I think he had like two stacks, a force fumble, like three or four QB hits. Like he basically plants ruined over Aaron pills, days. Plants over yeah, pills. Plants over pills. Hashtag plants over pills. Um, but I think if Micah, if Micah Parsons has a, a, a one of those games you remember, um, it could be that. I think it's his chance for sure. I mean, he not that he was bad against them. We just they don't turn the ball over a ton. That's a no, big... they do not. Um, I was actually just about to look up. Uh, I I had not looked at Micah's because I know Micah had. Um, Obviously, he, he's had really big playoff games, um, but I didn't look specifically at his games against the Niners. Okay, let's see here. He has had... He had one sack. Okay, as a, in 2022, he had three solo tackles, six assists, one tackle for loss, no QB hits no sacks uh and then in la- last year's yeah, game did not have a sack last year either did not so. have a sack one solo tackle uh no tackles for loss one qb hit so they have basically neutralized micah parsons in both games he has not had a significant impact in either of the playoff games against the niners and well, i have sure that play is caller in football for sure for sure so I'm going to say this is a – because it's regular season, I think this is a game where we see Micah have a huge impact. I'm going to say it's a two-sack game for Micah, and the Cowboys win this one 27-17. Wow. And the hype just goes through the fucking roof. The hype will be higher than the share price of Bed Bath & Beyond. That is what I'll say. Jeez, I don't know. That's, That's not possible, Andy. Big number, brother. <laughs> uh, the, the one thing I'm nervous about is someone pointed out that Arizona runs a similar blocking scheme as the Niners, except the Niners are just way better at it and have way better talent. And I really do worry about our linebackers just getting gouged the entire game. I know. I just did. I have I, no faith in us to stop a team that's capable of running like that. I'm just... I'm 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 not going to completely write off the Arizona game as a fluke. I think that's irresponsible. But two things I'll say. One, our team was so fucking hamstrung by the sudden loss of Diggs and three offensive linemen that I almost like can barely I, I almost don't even think view it as the same team. And two, the ref crew that did our game against the the Cardinals was the same ref crew that did that game chiefs jets last night. And I'm sure you've seen all the lovely coverage they've received today about the job they did on that game. So, um, man, that, that last, uh, run by Mahomes, like the 22 or 23 yard run he had that like, so impactful to the game. 
with like the very very blatant hold happening like three feet away i saw people discuss the hold that's whatever i i was really the 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 pi that they got on the pick was very lucky that was the one i rolled my eyes at the the holds i don't know holds get missed all the time i wasn't totally pissed about or or blown away by that but the 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 somewhat phantom pi call um very ticky tacky we'll say probably not called very often especially on an interception i would have lost my shit if i was have have the chiefs achieved brady level uh ref treatment like is mahomes that big of a superstar where oh yeah where they get preferential treatment um so yeah like you're gonna need to show up the thing about it is what's weird is Dan Quinn has done a tremendous job against the the Niners, I would say. Well, like, that's what I meant when you when you did your score, like I just I don't the defense hasn't taken the ball away a lot. We haven't generated a lot of sacks, but we also haven't given up a ton of points. We've given up some yards, we've bent, we we twenty once, dude. I know twenty one really, time. We've we've held them to a point where our offense should have been able to win one of those two games, especially the second game in the playoffs. We lost Last year's just heartbreaking because of fucking Pollard, dude. Like, I really think we could have won that game if Pollard didn't get hurt. Yeah, it was it was a bad Dak game. It was the, the only one that I remember last year being a pretty big stinker for him. Oh, I agree. Um, I agree. But, you know, that, just, the drive... Get, it, it's on him. Tr- on, like, I, I don't think the defense is going to be a sieve the way that they were against Arizona. I could be wrong, but in general, we've, we've had better success against the Niners than pretty much anyone else. I, I trust Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan, you know, both worked on the same coaching staff. Kyle Shanahan was Dan Quinn's OC on those Atlanta teams. So I think they know each other pretty well. That's a really fun chess match when we get to go against the Niners. Um, it's really offensively, man. Kellen was, out of his fucking depth every time we played the Niners. Dude, and that, I really those, want to see those what were some of my most time. anger-filled Kellen games. Oh, it's, like, it's why he got the boot. Yeah. Uh, the the reason Kellen is not the OC today is 100% those two Niner games. That is 100% the reason he is in LA today is because Bro, and I'm he telling you, did not figure them out for shit. Chargers fans, let me just tell you right now. Kellen is just setting you up for heartbreak. Like <laughs> When I watch these these Chargers games, like let's be very real, the Chargers could so easily be winless right now. It's not even funny. They are two, like last thirty second goal line fuck ups by the other team by a rookie on the Raiders and Kirk Cousins, the God King of choking, the like God Emperor Primarch of choking, from being zero and four. And in every one of these games, if you go back and you watch the fourth quarter, like once it gets down to crunch time and the game is tied or it's close, Kellen's offense completely has the wheels fall off. He does not like they're they are so good at those scripted like first six drives. It's crazy. They'll put up 30 points. And then you get to the fourth quarter and it's three and outs, turnover on downs, like Three three play drives where they go get negative eight yards and punt turnovers like it's ugly and I don't think they're I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs frankly um, but they are just in for the the Kellen treatment dude it it is just the full Kellen circus over there so tough times although I'll give Herbert his credit for being a a warrior he he had like a 
full on like his whole hand was all fucked up and he was out there playing. So props to Herbie the love bug. I've always thought Herbert's good. It's the anointing that's too much. It's just him and Trevor Lawrence both. I'm just like, let's I told Zach this about T Dog too. Like, let's just see it, right? Like I, I'm a I'm a big T Dog hype guy, but I, I let's just see it before we say it, you know? Like let's let's see this guy you not see his playoff five, game last year. Five hundred, you know, more than nine and eight this year. Yeah, it was funny that they actually played against each other and they both were comically bad at different times. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I I would love to beat this team. Trust me, Micah called it a playoff game already, uh, which I think is very interesting way to approach this game. I I kind of get what you're saying, Andy, about the pressure, but I also think we almost we have more of a grudge against them than they do. Like to them, I really think this might be a regular season game. I really Agreed. think Dallas is kind of, Hey man, we're out for blood. I just, golly, if we lose a third time in three meetings, it just does not fucking bode well. Um, well, to quote, uh, we'll see. to quote Daniel Cormier after he lost to John Jones, like they, you know, he lost champ. He lost a belt match twice to the guy. And after he lost the second time, they go, what does this mean for the rivalry? And he goes, if you lose twice, it's not a rivalry. So that's so sad, man. I I really do worry about. I was listening to one of those Bill Simmons pods about Week One about how the Giants were like the the big brother, you know, that bullies the little brother and pushes them around the playground. And there's you know the bully. There's nothing they can do. I just I really don't want to have that relationship with this Niners team, man. I really no. don't. And I and and I will say like. Dude, I don't even think about the Giants. You know what I mean? Like, when we're going to play them, they get, like, so hyped up. They do Our all this Don thinking Draper and planning mean. and all yeah. this shit, and we're just like, oh, we're going to that, – that's two wins. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, it's Dallas week. We're like, oh, cool, the Giants this week. Yeah, yeah like, dude, that's basically a buy. Like, I don't even – I literally do not even come close to worrying they are a threat, like, Speaking which is of, sad. They're uh, losing 17-3 to in a game Geno Smith got knocked out of, so Drew Locke is carving them up right now. Just Damn, sick. the G- the Jeezy lip sync god himself, uh, Drew Locke. Damn. Do you think this is a weird thought? It's probably very unfair to Brock Purdy. Do you think Drew Locke could look like Brock Purdy in the Niners' offense? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I think Daniel Jones could win a Super Bowl with the. I mean, shit, Brock Purdy could win a Super Bowl in this Yeah, time. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, oh, man. Also, can we just take a moment to just appreciate the uh, – I know that they're undefeated, but I think everyone has kind of recognized there's, like, something off with the Eagles. It's their play calling, and, man. I really think their OC being gone. The rest of that team, defensively, I think they look okay. I think – They're very talented, and their run I, game is great, but – I look really, so disconjointed, Andy, and then they'll dude, just Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, AJ like, Brown fifty yard touchdown, or like oh wow, DeAndre Swift thirty yard run. Like they look very bad, and they're kind of getting carried by big plays here and there. Yeah, well, and dude, Jalen Hurts is just like returning to kind of what he was. Like he's a five like touchdown, three pit MVP guy. Odds list, bro. Oh yeah, sick, dude. The the t- dude, if we give. We we would be effectively giving the Eagles' offensive line and their running backs' ability to push an ass forward the MVP trophy, which is fucking insulting to the game. Like, put <laughs> to this push, dude. That's so sick, dude. I was so happy that that shit didn't work against us. 
with uh, mm-hmm. with Mac. They tried to run that shit like right at the beginning of the game, and we shut that shit down and stuffed them for no gain and got a turnover on downs. So I was like, thank God, dude. If I have to watch this shit become like a power play in the NFL, I'll kill myself. Dude, that just proves how good Jalen Hurts is, though, because it His always legs are so does. If I have to hear he benches much six hundred pounds. If I have to hear that squat stat one more, it, it's the it's the it's the new Saquon, dude. It's the new Saquon thighs, dude. Every time he plays, he just squats so much. Like I don't know, man. Maybe it's the fact that he's. He probably is pretty strong, and he's behind Jason Kelsey. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah. it's one hundred percent because they have a, a tremendously good offensive line. If I was Jason Kelsey, I'd be pissed, dude. They're trying to get this motherfucker MVP behind me, dude. Like, I'd be like, get the fuck out of give me MVP. You better buy him some fucking Burberry or something. Yeah, some, some cool stuff. shit, dude. A goyard bag. Did you? By the way, did you see the uh, the pregame? Like, uh, they did like a little dedication to zeke welcome back i did we didn't talk about that uh the zeke return game his actually only good carry of the day was the first one he busted off a nine yarder to begin the day i was kind of yeah kind of hype for the boy and then um but i did see yeah i retweeted that i think on the official count but if you didn't see it there was a cute little uh uh kind of a zeke tribute and he can't give it welcome back zeke and he, he, kind of had cheered, he got cheered for, which is unusual. Like Emmett did not get cheered for. DeMarco did not get cheered for when he came back. Now Zeke went to the Patriots and Zeke went to the Patriots and we cut him. We said bye yeah, to him as opposed which, to which makes it like significantly different. But what I did love was after the game was over, basically, I mean, one, him and Dak are still best friends. So they were like super stoked to see one another. Zeke had the biggest smile on his face when they came over and hugged. And then Zeke went around to basically every member of the entire team getting like mad love from everybody. So I'm sure it's tough to be on the, like you're going to play five wind football in the freezing cold while the Cowboys like try to make a title run that, you know, you, you worked really hard for, for like six years, but, um, it was touching to see that there's still, uh, you know, a brotherhood there between Dak and Zeke and Zeke and the rest of the team. Obviously, you know, that's a still a really strong relationship. I mean, they talked about how good he was in the locker room. That was really what you're missing with him. I think he was genuinely a pretty beloved member of the, the team. Um, but, hey, you know, it's football. You move on. So That's the business. And, man, I uh, I almost wish – he was like available for super cheap because if Rico's going to miss time, having a guy that we could hand the ball to on the one that could punch it in and knows the playbook would be pretty valuable. But it's, it's, there's too much gravity with Zeke. He, Jerry would just be too, too tempted. Like, hey, Mike, what if we gave the boy 20 touches one day? I bet he'd go off. I am worried about that too against the Niners. I, I do want to lean on Pollard, but. I wonder how they're going to spell him in this one. Um, they don't know his status yet. He had a MRI, by the way. They're calling it a bruised hip for now. You talking about Rico or Pollard? Rico. Okay. I was going to be like, fuck, Pollard's hurt too? No. No, sorry. Pollard's fine. Yes, Rico is out. And he, yeah, he had a hip thing. Now, Tyron Smith, on the other hand, is, quote, doing much better for cool. whatever that is. But, you know, we won't really know until the – Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice. We, and I saw that Micah had a knee and an ankle thing, but they're not concerned. Yeah, I think he you'd have to cut it off. So I'm gonna say I'm 
sorry. Let me. I was gonna say I'm not getting afraid now when uh, Micah starts limping off to the side. He he does that like at least once every couple of games, just likes giving us a little scare. Yeah, so like, unless he's needing people to carry time. him or he's getting carted off, I'm just assuming he's fine. I was I wasn't worried until he got to the sidelines and then immediately went all the way down to the ground and I was like no 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 and then he he, was, he went and then he went to the tent which normally that's where bad news happens and then he came out and just flies back yeah then so, he was on the yeah, field right. the drive later which was sick it is funny I did see uh I did you know again a testament to the power of the star I saw a guy being like in the comment section on ESPN which you should never read. Um, being like, you know, I don't want to be the guy that says it, but like Micah Parsons, like this guy had eight QB pressures, did not finish any of them. Like <laughs> doing a little Micah Parsons is overrated thing. I was like, God damn it, dude. Like if this guy played for any other team. I think he gets pretty genuine love. I agree. I agree. The little hate he does get is only because people hate the Cowboys so much that they are blind to it. Like, And it's the first game this season he hasn't had a sack. He has four sacks in four games. We'll we'll take that. So Yes, he is balling. So, I do wonder know, what boys. they do with him. And like I said, you were, you were right, Andy. I forgot the last time we played the Niners. We didn't give up much, but, man, they made it a point of emphasis to avoid him all game. Oh, yeah. They, they do not want to turn it into the Micah show, which, man – Great, truly great Hall of Fame players find a way to make it the Micah show. So I hope he does that. Me too. So that will be Sunday, 7.20 kickoff in the Bay. Huge game. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the definition of a heat check game. Um, your next uh, – three of your next four games are pretty interesting. You got – you're on the road against SF, then you Monday night – uh, the following week, you're playing the, the Chargers in L.A. Then you get the bye. Then you play the Rams and the Eagles. Um, so three of those four teams are pretty hot right now. Boy, um, you got to be careful to come out with some wins in this stretch. I'll tell you this. If the Cowboys beat the 49ers, I'm going to be so fucking hyped that I'm just going to I'm going to be in full fucking delusional Go, mode. Like, would, you, would you because I know how you feel about the Chargers, but you want to beat the Niners and lose to the Chargers the next week, if that's the deal. Of course. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I hate the Chargers, don't get me wrong, but like... You would take the trade-off, though. Yeah, I, well, and I guess it would... It, ultimately, it would depend on, like, the nature of these losses and wins. Like, if... If like the not if like Brock Purdy got hurt and the Niners had to put in like Darnold at QB and we barely beat them and then we lost to the Chargers and we lost to the Cardinals. Darnold would be better. Like I'm not even fucking around. It could be. It could be. He got a, He got a snap in yesterday. <laughs> it was Dece. Um. So yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I I uh you know there will be big there will be a lot of headlines about a couple of these games. Obviously the Kellen. You know, showdown game, your first match of the season with the Eagles, um, and then this Niners game, man. I mean, three of your next four are just enormous. This is like heat check season. Like, you're going to come out of a month from now, you're going to have a really solid idea of how you feel your chances are for what this team can do. Schedule stuff is always 
changing, but so far we've played, I think, the 28th hardest, and the rest of the way we play the second hardest. Yeah, we have a really tough schedule. I mean, like, dude, the back half, we have, like, the Dolphins waiting for us, the Bills, like... Yeah, we play yeah. everybody in the top five, dude. We play everybody. We're gonna play the Eagles twice. We're gonna play the Dolphins. We we'll play the Bills. Play the Niners, dude. I'm everybody excited for it. Shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Sure. Like, yeah. we're gonna know what we are going to the playoffs. We're not gonna be hoping that we can run with yeah. the best teams in the league. We'll know exactly. They win twelve games. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a year again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This Without isn't the Eagles last year where it's like they win thirteen games and then the first real game they play is the Super Bowl, and. They're they're hoping that it still works the same, and it don't. So yeah, man, I'm stoked. Niners Sunday game's gonna football. be huge. We'll Fuck be yeah, I'm, we're, we're going to North weekend. Carolina for a wedding on Friday. We get back Sunday morning. It's our first time on a plane with the little dude, so probably gonna be a stressful nice. fucking adventure. But on the other end, of this, get to watch the Cowboys. I'm gonna I'm gonna drug him with the opiate of the masses, give him YouTube and headphones, which we Baby normally don't shark. do screen time. But uh, we're a Miss Rachel household, actually. Ah, okay. Very educational, indoctrinating our child. So, all right, boys. Anything? La- final thoughts before we get out of here for the evening. I was gonna do pod picks quick, unless you boys. Oh yeah, let's do that. I forgot about that. How did we do this week, Ben? Bad. Uh, no, no, we, we had decent weeks, um, heading into Monday night football. Uh, I was 10 and five goat nine and six Z love eight and seven goat was the only one who got the Broncos. That was his big one. Me, Zach, we had the exact same games, except I took, I almost didn't get the Broncos, man. That was, (laughs) that looked bad for a minute. I took Eagles, Zach, you took commies. That's where I and then I took Jags, you took Falcons. So that was our two game difference. Goat had a few different ones. Um he missed Raiders over Chargers. He's the only one who got that wrong. Dude, I was so close on that shit, that pick, dude. Yeah, I know. And then Jags. Other than that, we all missed Bengals, Packers, Saints, Dolphins. So oh, that Dolphins one. They got shit pushed in. Same with the Saints. I didn't really catch that Saints game at all. It was not on my screen. I I uh had like seven boxes going on, and somehow that one was missed. But dude, the NFL makes no sense, dude. Like the the Bills got beat by the Jets. We smashed the Jets out like they don't even belong in the league. The Bills then go mash on Miami. Miami is hanging seventy on some teams. It just there's no. Yeah, and the Titans, who have looked awful all year, just beat the Bengals. The Bengals are oof, one in three. Did you hear what Jamar Chase said after the game? I did not. Dude. It was I, I saw him say like I'm always open or something. Yeah, that was basically it. Someone asked him about him open. He goes, "I'm open. I'm always fucking open." Bad, like, bad. That's the beginning, <laughs> dude. That's how it starts. Uh, so Jamar to the Cowboys in the off season? Or like, what are we doing? But yeah, I would definitely trade a foist for your boy. So, I'm down with us doing what the Rams did. I know I was criticizing it before, but now I don't give a shit. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Mortgage so the future. So through three three weeks to recap, I, I didn't count week one since we didn't get uh, Zach's, and me and you did pretty poorly anyway, Goat. So fuck week one. But starting from week two, I am the champ right now, 32 and 15. Z loves nice. 24 and 23. Goat, 23 and 24. So I got a little lead on you fellas. We'll see you this week. Damn, I am, the, I am the I Herbert. I am the Justin Herbert of <laughs> picking football games. I'm one game out from 500. <laughs> well, let's see. We'll start with you. 
Uh, first game Thursday night football. Commies hosting the Bears. It's got to be the Commies. Um, the Bears are a rare historic level dumpster fire. I mean, we've got coordinators getting arrested. We've got guys that they traded a first round pick for like nine months ago being just straight up asked to stay home. Like, just like, hey, just don't even bother playing football for us. Um, Justin Fields finally puts together a, a, a no. good game, and then it all falls apart at the very end. Just, they're so fucking bad, dude. They're, they're on pace. They have the, the Panthers pick, who also look bad. They're on pace to have the first and second pick. And I think they do have the top two out. picks. If they could just flip. I mean, they could just go get Caleb and Marv, and I'm probably going to instantly become a Bears fan. You know what That'd I mean? Like, low-grade low Bears fan. Dude, Bears fans are so broken, though. They're uh, they're like, we'll just ruin him. We'll ruin him. He will not be good if we take him. I'll be honest. That's probably they not probably will, yeah. far off from the truth, dude. Like, <laughs> the Bears have legitimately never had a good quarterback or wide receiver. So What if they go, what if they go the Caleb Williams, Marvin, and they hire – Lincoln to come with him. That's so. That's, that's been a big discussion. Is like, who do you go get to be head coach? Like, if you can get, you you, you do need to get an offensive head coach. In my opinion, they have that's, to. They, they got to go. And and I think Lincoln might be the right choice, dude. You go get like a, a, you know, wild man from college, and he knows Caleb really well. That might be the move. Or dude. just find another guy on the the, the McVeigh. Shanahan uh, McDaniels coaching. How funny would it be if they were like, we found our head coach. He's an offensive guru. Kellen? No, dude. If Cliff Kingsbury (laughs) finagles himself another NFL job somehow, he's like, I know Caleb, dude. We're cool as fuck. Actually, yeah, he is like what of USC. He might be able to Dude, I, my random fact of the week is that I found out that Cliff Kingsbury is close personal friends with Noted Florida rapper Bubba Sparks of Miss New Booty fame. They are like talk every day know, level best friends. I would love to know the origin story of that friendship. I'll tell you. It was when Cliff was the uh, OC slash QB coach at Houston. Bubba Sparks played a college show there, and they met. And then Cliff helped Bubba Sparks get sober. And so whoa, it's like very wholesome. <laughs> like it's like oh, actually like really cool. <laughs> like. Well, good, good for Cliff and Bubba Sparks. I, I, I was watching this interview with Bubba Sparks, and he was like, Cliff's just real solid dude, man. I don't know if I'd still be sober today if I didn't know Cliff Kingsbury. I think he'll be president one day. I was like, you know what? Knowing what? Cliff's ability to fail upward, dude, problem oh, fucking yeah. bleed, dude. Like, hey, shout out to, to Cliff Kingsbury and, and Bubba Sparks. Hell yeah, dude. Love, who are you taking? Tommy's. Yeah, I think we're doing not a even a question sweep here. I don't think anyone. I want to. I want to take Bears, but I'm not going to. Cause... I took them last week, and I thought I had it, and now it's it's just man, they're fucked. Uh, Bills hosting the Jags. This is another London game. If it's not a if it's a Toy Story game, give me the Jags. Um, <laughs> I think be. they got an in with Slinky Dog and the Claw Machine. But if it's a real life game, the Bills. I'm gonna take Bills too. I just, you know, they, they're steamrolling motherfuckers the last two weeks. So. I was really hoping this would be the season that uh, Jags start doing real well. You know, Trevor Lawrence just figured it out last year, but he didn't. Uh, I'm also going with Bills. Yeah, he'd always been a disappointment to me. Yeah, even they won this week, and it was 
he he had like 200 passing yards. It was really dink and dunky. Not good. Uh, Saints, Patriots. Golly, man. Uh, Patriots at home. I think this is a. Uh, I think this is kind of a make or break game for Bill and company. I, I think if they lose, it gets as low as it gets. So I'm I'm gonna take Patriots at home. And I'm going Saints, game. dude. I think they're already there. I think they're in full free fall. Um, I think I mean Judon and Gonzalez are both hurt. Yeah, that's true. Like, they just don't, even if Bill, like, figures it all out or whatever or gets them to all believe, they just don't even have the talent to execute on that. Like, Hunter Henry might be the best player on that team that will be it's, active. It's pretty devoid of talent where, like, Ramondre Stevenson is their host. Yeah, player. like, you're, you're, just, you're just praying that, like, some guys that, like, other teams have cast off and that worked when it was like Tom Brady throwing them the ball, but like they don't have that. So I'm going saints. Yep. I'm also going to go with the saints. All right. Uh, next one, we have Colts hosting the Titans. The AFC South is just an absolute shit. Like all these teams beat good, weird teams and lose to weird teams. I can't imagine. Low key, the Texans are kind of fun now, dude. Stroud's like kind of cool. Yeah. This week, baby. I, kinda, I mean, normally I shit all over the Texans. I really hate him, but Stroud's cool, dude. I, I, I fuck with Stroud. I think I'm going to take the Colts, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I do not think Derrick Henry can do what he did yesterday all the time anymore. I just don't believe that. And um, yeah, I'm going Colts. Uh, I will flip a coin. <laughs> that, that is the AFC South. They are all two and two. Yeah, that, that's probably the most scientific uh, Titans. <laughs> Nice. Backs on the tits. Everyone else on the Colts. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. Ooh, the Steelers. It's, it's Ravens. It's got to be Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, the, the Steelers are bad, bad, bad. Ravens did good for me, by the way, against the Brownies. That was nice. We all got that one. Hell yeah. Uh, moving on, we have Lions hosting the Panthers. The Panthers might be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, I was gonna say that's how many teams can we say that about? It's pretty bad. It's a lot. Yeah, dude. There's the the Caleb sweepstakes is competitive this year. Um, I'm going Lions. The Panthers are very bad. Bryce Young has not figured it out yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going Lions as well. Uh, they're actually. Opening nine and a half point favorites. Who? That's crazy. Lions. Golly, the line being ten point dogs to the Lions is it's concerning. I would have to have a hard look at my GM if that was the case. Dude, if I woke up from like a coma and they told me that my team was a ten point dogs to the Lions, I'd be like, "What year is it?" <laughs> like, I like now nah, like, put me back under. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, this can't be real. I like just, just <laughs> wake me up <laughs> and when real life is back. Um, let's see who else do we got? Uh, Falcons hosting the Texans, fun one. Go, that'll be fun, but I'm going Texans. Um, I just think, I think Stroud continues to improve. And again, the Falcons do the Ritter thing is just impossible to overcome. Like they have so many cool, like dude, Drake London had like the sickest catch on Sunday. And I was just like, how this is such a waste of like tremendous ability. I wish the Falcons would just like give up and shed a bunch of those players so that cool teams could have them. Cause like Drake London pits and 
Bijan are absolutely wasted on that ta- on that uh, team. Only if they give them to the Cowboys. Otherwise, yeah, the Falcons have nothing. But it is just so hard. The quarterback's just so awful. Dude, the Cowboys just... thing's gotten really weird now. Like, Jonu Smith has had more catches and yards than him in three of their four games. This Dude, year. and like when you watch the All-22, Kyle Pitts gets open. I don't. I don't know what they do with that. That's starting to look really concerning, man. I'm they need saying, to shed that, dude. They need to shed Kyle Pitts. The contract is crazy because he's like a top 10 pick. He's still only 22 years old. I know, dude. Let him come to the boys, though. The It's time for them to just say that, you know, just for the Falcons, just bench their quarterback and put in Heineke. Is it going to be better? No. I do, too. But, they got to. No, and they already but said they're what else you have? Them, Heineke's at least a serviceable NFL He has arm. won games with bad teams. Yeah, Ritter has, is not an NFL quarterback, dude. No, like, Ritter is horrible. Like, he's, he's just so, so miserable to watch. He looks like like a quarterback that had to play during the COVID years, like the wide receiver who played quarterback in high school. And like, yeah. okay, well, we know you're not really a quarterback, so we're not going to call plays that expect you to act like a quarterback. You just hand it off and little tiny little passes a yard behind the line of scrimmage. And, like, that's all the Falcons can do, really do most of the time. Like, I know every now and then throw it deep, but it's just awful. Uh, with that said, I'm still going to go with Falcons because I don't think oh. the Texans are going to wipe their sink off of them. I think that uh, Texas are going to lose is not there still, yet. but they're, they're competitive And now. B. John's going to win the game for the Falcons. I think he... All right. I'm taking Texans as well. Um, this next one is Dolphins hosting the G-Men. I think we're all on the fins. I mean, I yeah, Dolphins that, are gonna be. But... Dolphins are pissed that they got beat. The Giants are a laughing stock. I mean, this game is awful tonight. Somebody <laughs> said too that the the Giants, if they lose this, their next three games, I think, are Dolphins, Bills, and Eagles, or something. Like, they might. They legitimately might. Here's, also, like, what here is the uh, the game tonight so far. Turnover on downs, three and out, punt, punt, fumble, touchdown from the seven-yard line, punt, punt, field goal, touchdown, punt, downs, punt, missed field goal, 14-3 to three in the third quarter. I mean, dude, this game is horrendous. Mm. Got to watch uh... I don't know how I suddenly blanked on his name. Daniel Jones trying to uh, run with wide open, and he gets like one yard. Dude, Daniel, I love that. Like, I'm back to rescinding the the apology that I gave last year on the. Uh, you can't rescind an apology. No, I, I'm rescinding it. It it I'm wiping it from the slate. Actually, you know what? You're right. I can't I can't do it. So I'm gonna make the same take uh, again. Well, now I'm seeing a little bit more. He is being held by defenders like right when he starts running. I missed that. He's bad. So it makes more sense that he He's fell so quickly. I thought last year I said he was awful. I've upgraded him from awful to like. He's as good as Jalen Hurts. <laughs> okay, okay, we're moving on. I'm not doing this. I'll say he has not been playing well this game. At- yeah, there he goes. Like, this is. If I only watched this game, I would never have said he's a perfectly serviceable average quarterback. Dude, this next one is kind of funny, and I wonder what we're going to do. Cardinals hosting the Bengals. Cardinals are winning that game. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> dude, they play I, I really think Bengals. that they play hard as fuck, and the Bengals are kind of shitty, dude. I think the Cardinals will catch them. The Bengals are still somehow like a four-point favorite. Mm. 
I think the one true bird gang, dude. Fuck me a bunch. I think I'll take the Bengals because if they lose this, it really is over for their season. I am going to go with the Cardinals just because I still think that's going to be an embarrassing loss. I mean, it would still be an embarrassing loss for us, but I don't feel like we're going to have anything that's going to lessen that shame for a while. By the time the Cardinals beat some team of – I mean, the Bengals aren't good, but – Look, we said it like a week ago. Just, if if we beat the Niners, that game yeah, doesn't matter that. anymore. So. That's right. Okay. That's true. No, look true. at this. The, the Jets look stinky as can be, and the Bills just steamrolled three teams in a row. So, you know. Now we're like, how do the Bills fuck that one up? Oh well. Yeah. The Cardinals did lose to the Giants. Yeah, I do. They're bad. They're they are bad. <laughs> they're very they bad. bad they're very the, thing pretty... the thing is the Cardinals are a bad team that plays hard. The Bengals might be a a good team that plays very bad. It's yeah. Like and, that, that's it doesn't play hard. Like and, and I'll tell you hard. what, that that second one, uh all you, all that needs to happen is for that you to run into that first one and you'll lose. You know what I mean? Like especially if they get down like seven nothing to this team that's hooting and hot and they just you know the Bengals still think they'll just walk in there and roll. For sure. I want to take Cardinals, but I I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Bengals, but I don't feel good about that either. Um Rams hosting the Eagles. Gimme the Rams. <laughs> I want to take the Rams. I just don't. I'm telling you, I think there's there's something off with the Eagles. I think they've, you're right. They've I escaped think... a couple times. It's gonna catch them. The Rams. This... I I think this is it. I think this, this is, is how they played one. last year, though. They had real close games against that. mediocre or bad teams, and we're like, oh, they're finally gonna lose, and then they snuck out a victory at the last second. I I, I agree That's with you. I agree with you, was. but. I think that they are a worse team than last year, and so they're going to start dropping some of those close games. Hey, by the way, uh, that Commies game where they took them to OT, Commies scored to tie it up late. Was I the only one saying the Commies should have gone for two there? They did not need to go into OT against Oh, them. no, absolutely. I, t- I said it out loud, and Cassie was like, no, but then if they miss, they'll, they'll lose the game. I was like, I was like who gives a fuck? They'd probably lose that game anyway. Like, like, yeah, you don't want to give the more talented team more downs to beat That's what you. I'm saying. Yeah. They should have absolutely gone for two. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was on the same page with y'all there then, so wish they had, to be honest. But anyway, I'm still taking the Eagles. Zach, are you taking Eagles, or are you going to talk yourself into Rams? I think it'll be an ugly game. I just think I'm gonna Rams go have, like, seven yeah, good players Andy, on their entire Andy team. talked me into it. They have, like, seven good players on their entire team. You know, they're not, they're not the Vikings from last season. Like, the Eagles are not going to win this one. Yeah, Andy, you're right. I'm taking Rams. Yeah, dude. All right. I hope you're both right because fuck the Eagles. But um, next game, Broncos, Jets. God, you might. This give me the Jets. I don't know if I would watch. If no, you... give me the Jets. I, dude, I'll tell you this. I have been a big proponent of the of the Zach Wilson slander. I watched this clip this morning of Rodney Harrison talking to that dude on the Chiefs. And like trying to bait him into shitting on Zach Wilson. And I just left with such a bad taste in my mouth. Like Zach Wilson played a good game last night. He did. Without a doubt. And ESPN has put themselves in this situation where they're like an all-opinion network now. And so they take these stands on players. And that puts them in the position where they have to defend those takes. And try to like 
mount evidence to them. And so unless Zach Wilson goes on some epic run and wins a ring or something, they can't reverse course unless it's a story. And so that puts them in a position where they're incapable of just being like, yeah, he's not very good, but he played well tonight. They couldn't do that. So I'm kind of now feeling myself leaning towards Zach Wilson isn't that bad and is capable of turning in a good game now and then. And I think the Broncos are truly ass. They should have lost the Bears. I think I'm going Jets. All right. Uh, I'm also going to go Jets. I'll say on Zach Wilson, I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a bad <laughs> no. quarterback that just no, had is. a phenomenal game. But I will say I also thought the slander became just kind of Oh, damn. Devon just, Witherspoon, 97-yard uh, pick six of Daniel it? Jones. Sorry. Pick, <laughs> wait, a pick? Daniel Jones pick? Yeah, pick six oh, for Devon fuck Witherspoon. Yes, I had uh, – Sorry, I put money on Daniel Jones' interception. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was it? It's just uh, ninety-seven yard pick six too. Uh, I don't know. I'm blanking on this. It's been a long day. You know where everyone's doing something. Uh, cheap factor. Like everyone's making fun of Zach Wilson, so it's fun to make fun of Zach Wilson. Like I feel yeah. like he was. People talk about him like he's you know like playing like Ben DiNucci. Like he's just like really awful, and honestly, he's just pretty bad. Like, yeah, for where they drafted him, he's pretty shit. Yeah. But, like, I don't think he was – he's not the – he's the, not the bottom hate, five quarterback okay. in the league, I'd say. Bottom ten, but the I don't hate, know if he's bottom the five. The hate's gotten bad. I would absolutely say he's a bottom five quarterback. Agree. Like like the, the, the hate is a little over the top. Also, but, he's kind of a piece of shit. I don't even I don't even I don't even want to put myself in the position of like being the opposite, right? Where I'm like defending this guy. Like that's my take either. It's yeah. just like dude, there's so many other things to talk about in a football game than just like dogpiling on a quarterback who already got replaced. Like he's their yes. backup QB. They they went out and traded shit to get a washed Aaron Rodgers to replace him. <laughs> It's just, it's, just, it's just kind of lame. It just feels lame to sit around and be like, dude, dude, d- didn't you think Zach was like super shitty at QB? Well, I, I don't know, man. He played pretty good tonight, and you know, we, we had a good game, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, but like when you were watching the tape, you had to just be like, this guy sucks, right? Uh, well, you know, that's not really my job, but but you were like kind of, you were probably like laughing, right? Because he was so shitty and, and bad and, and shitty. Like that's, it's just, Painfully lame to me to do that. At okay. a certain point. Yeah, so I am taking the Jets. However, I do wish that we had the. Uh, I will say on this game real quick. I do wish Rodgers was healthy, just for the fact that this was where Sean Payton was also a dick to Nathaniel Hackett. So, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a fun little side story of this whole thing. So. That's another dude that that really soured me on Sean Payton. I really did not like that. Yeah, uh, he's just. You know, he's overrated and always has been, but that's fine. You know what? Fine. I'll take the Jets, too. Fuck the Denver. Fuck yeah, dude. Hey, what's interesting? I was wanted to wait till you gave your thing, Ben. Uh, the Broncos are two points favorites in this game. I know. That's wild, dude. That shocked the hell out of me. I, I, don't, I guess it's the mile high thing, dude, but weird. I think they're home, and they, they, they... I don't know. They're both really bad. I don't. I don't know how to make of it. But I do think the Jets' defense is probably the best unit on that team. Everyone else is just bad everywhere. So yep. I would assume that might be enough for the Jets to get a victory. But, um. Anywho, that's going to be an ugly game, though. 
Um, Vikings, Chiefs, Vikings. Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs, Vikings, Vikings are home. Um, they did get their first win of the year. The Chiefs just just win ugly. They're kind of what what, what Philly does, except the Chiefs will get up by seventeen and then just kind of dog it. You know what's really interesting, and you I don't know if you know this. Um, Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. The I had heard um, that. I had heard that. She's a musician. She she uh she's like a pop singer. Um, and they're dating like they go on dates together. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, my favorite meme of that is the reverse. So there's been all these like, okay, Swifty. So here's how football works. And someone did the reverse and goes, okay, you're a Travis Kelsey stan. You're probably thinking, what's a singer? What is dating? <laughs> <laughs> Does That's this girl awesome. play tight end? Does That's this girl so play tight awesome, end? Dude. <laughs> I'm gonna break it down here in this post. Yeah, that's so good, dude. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> What's a singer? <laughs> yeah, I can't. The full thing can't. Is she have better hands than Kadarius Tony? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to look that up. That's so good. I, I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I when you have Mahomes, it's just hard to to pick against you. Um, he was, even he, he kind of uh, to use one of your quotes, Andy. Like, uh, why are you bullshitting? You know? Yeah, he was he on. Was he was on the. He was bullshitting last night, dude. He was bullshitting. Yeah. And man, he made an enemy of the gambling community with that slide <laughs> at the end, bro. Dude, I, I saw so I, many rigged takes. And the- dude, he. I think they said like sixty million dollars shifted because of that move, and they were like. But like, dude, there's definitely like a bunch of like degenerates that live in like Jersey City that want to kill Patrick Mahomes because he did that, dude, for sure. So it's like, dude, I've never seen more blatant. Mahomes got the call, which I just love this idea of someone <laughs> the <honest>. call, <laughs> this dark, shadowy figure in Vegas calling up Patrick Mahomes. It's like a smo- cigar filled, cigar <laughs> smoke filled room. They're watching the game on like an old reel to reel projector somehow. It's like, nope, not happening. Take a dive, son. Take a dive. You see, you see, Mah- you see Mahomes run over to the sidelines. There's one of those phones where it's like the thing you hold up to your ear. <laughs> the receiver's like, "Hello." <laughs> Everyone starts speaking in transatlantic accents. Oh, what do you say? Yeah, see. Travis Kelsey's in the huddle, looking at him, and he, and, he, and Mahomes' face looks like the the kicker from the replacements who's crying with like the bed on. <laughs> Do the uh, the uh, it's the opening scene. Zach, have you ever seen a movie called The Last Boy Scout? Uh, I don't think so. No, you I must watch this one. film. It is an action. It's a buddy cop movie. Hero. Yeah, this is a buddy cop movie from the '90s based around mm-hmm. the NFL. And the opening scene of this movie is it's the Super Bowl and the Dallas Cowboys, the stand-in for the Dallas Cowboys, are in it. And the star wide receiver, they're in the locker room at halftime and he gets a call. And you can tell that based on the call, they're like, oh, you better fucking win this game or else because there's there's gambling going on. So he, he takes he smokes a bunch of meth. <laughs> and this is dead serious. This is like played straight. This is not supposed to be funny. He runs out there. It's the end of the fourth quarter and he catches a screen pass and he slips two tackles. He's running for the end zone to win the game, but there's the, the DBs are collapsing. He's not going to make it. So he reaches into his, his pads and he pulls out a fucking handgun and murders <laughs> both of the DBs on national television. And then the, the whole, everyone, like both sidelines clear, all the stands clear. He runs into the end zone and everyone's like 10 feet away from him. They're like, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? He pulls his helmet off and he goes, ain't life a 
bitch and blows his brains out on national television and the, the titles come up. The last Boy Scout. It's Bruce Willis and one of the Wayne's brothers. It's a fucking <laughs> awesome movie, dude. The culmination of this film is they put a bomb in a suitcase that's supposed to have a million bucks in it and Jer- the Jerry Jones like oil man cowboy hat stand-in takes it to his owner's box and during the next Super Bowl it blows up and kills him. <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome, dude. <laughs> One of my favorite '90s movies ever. It's so over the top. You sold so, yeah, me on it. That's probably like kind of what Mahomes went through. You know, they, they they were like, "Bro, you better smoke some meth and slide, motherfucker." Very <laughs> similar. Very similar. It was it was not just him running at the clock and making a play. It's just taking a fucking dive. Oh, that's great. Well, and then we got the Cowboys Niners, which we are divided on. Normally, everyone picks the Cowboys on this podcast, but Ben, you are picking the Niners, correct? I am. I am. I, I know I'm a I'm a traitor. Man, um, if we win this game, we're gonna come back on next week and just fucking shit on you for like an hour and a half <laughs> about how you were a fucking ye of little faith. But fine. And then last game, I am. Hey, I am of little faith right now. That's very fair. That's very fair. And then Packers Raiders is the last game. Um, um yeah, y'all go ahead. I, I God, who cares, that. dude? Like, who could possibly <laughs> give a shit about that game, bro? Like for real. Like, the Raiders are literally starting a guy whose first name is Aiden, which means he's like 12. There's no one over 30 named Aiden in the world. Dude, he's a rookie. So he looks, I know he's a rookie. He looks um, like, okay. Hey, he, he, he fought back against, against the chargers. Um, it seems like our like two week infatuation with Jordan love, like everyone was kind of like, Oh, the Packers are in good hands. And that kind of fell apart. Yeah. Um, I definitely lost all my respect for him. I, I think I'm going to go pretty good. I, I like them. I think I'm going Raiders. I, I want to see the Rook win. So give me give me the Raiders. They're playing in their like nightclub of a stadium. With the emoji sphere eyeball looking into the game. <laughs> Dude, there's so many great like videos of people like putting their face on the sphere and then doing like bits <laughs> with it. That's so good. I did see some crazy footage though. Uh U two played a concert in that sphere. And like they use the whole inside of the, you know, the inside of the spheres, their screen, and it looks crazy. Yeah, like, it's supposed that's to be. Nuts. It's supposed to be like the craziest entertainment center. And like the outside's all just for kind of gimmicks. The inside, though, is supposed to be like the greatest. It's built it's supposed to be the greatest concert experience ever. And yeah, it, you can uh, do like crazy light shows and. Stuff. Although I do think they should just let some guy. Uh, the outside should just be a guy's face, and he just like looks around. I mean, like, you there. You are under arrest for speeding on Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> I can't, like it's just watching over the whole city like Big Brother. I think that'd be a great bit, like 24 hours a day. <laughs> Excuse me, are you engaging in prostitution? You are under arrest by the Las Vegas police. That'd be okay, awesome. They do that exact same thing, but it's voiced by Joe Pesci. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Um, you kind of stole it. I was gonna do Raiders, and now I don't like that you took Raiders, but I'll still take. I think. I don't know. I think the Packers kind of suck, but now I forget how bad Josh McDaniel was a coach, and I think Lafleur will wipe the floor with him. The fact that he keeps getting jobs is just a testament to how, like, what a fucking nepo club the NFL is. Like, these dudes just get nine chances to fuck up. It's so bizarre. But then I'm going back because Devontae Adams' revenge game. 
exploding. Bear. So, going Raiders. I'll just go Packers. Why not? <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, race interesting. We'll keep it who, going. Who Who are our games this week, Ben? Who Who did we all pick? So for the boys parlay, we have commies on Thursday night, Bills, Ravens, Lions, Dolphins, Jets, Chiefs. Okay. A smaller parlay than usual. Normally we, yeah, we there's agree four on like teams 12 on games. a bye too. So. Oh, we've gotten yeah. real close the last few weeks. Only yeah, like four or five big, games off every time. We're getting yeah, good. We, yeah, we haven't really had a good sweat yet. Maybe this is the week we have a good sweat. And this is uh, the first time that we haven't had uh, the Cowboys in there, so. That is no. true. Yeah, we have uh, eight eight teams, 18 parlay. Commies, nice. Bills, Ravens, Lions, Dolphins, Jets, Chiefs, Raiders. So I did oh, I see. Raiders, some... Sorry, seven teams. Zach took Packers. So. Oh, word, word, word. I did see some dude last week hit like a he hit like ten NFL games correctly, ten NFL money lines, and he won like twenty five grand. I was like, that's pretty tight. Do you see the uh, inmate who who was hot like two weeks ago? He's like, oh, is this the dude prison? that's like calling in his bets over the video yeah. phone, and he's like, he's going really fast, and his girlfriend's like, complaining. he's like, no, listen, shut the fuck up. I need no, to go shut games. up. I gotta get this in. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so funny. Dude. Hey, you know what, bro? Like, if you're when you're in prison, dude, I'm sure you got nothing but time to just like pour over a, fucking dude, stats. He's, he's putting a grand on this bitch, so he must have some cake outside. Hey, man, motherfuckers in jail be hustling, dude. Like, he's mm -hmm. probably in there slinging mad soups and shit, phone cards, cigarettes. Yeah, I think about how often they could watch football. But I was, used to watch this YouTube series about some British guy who was in American prison. He was talking about like, oh yeah, like he got really into football. Oh, was, was it uh, was it Sean, whatever his name is, the dude from uh, yes. Arizona that was the yeah, yeah. dealer? And it was yeah. uh, it was his the other guy, Wild Man. I stopped watching that because he started getting really into like QAnon stuff. I saw that dude. I kind of watched like, that happen too because I was really into just, his like original story because he was like kind of beefing with um, what's what his, his face. Name? The, the bowl, the, the yeah, oh, Gravano, the, yeah. Gravano, like the famous yeah. mafia snitch, and I was like, "This is fascinating! What a crazy story!" And then, yeah, he did get like the government's coming after me because I'm exposing Epstein. I was like, "Oh God damn it! <laughs> like, this happened to I so many love people." Because uh, having watched a lot of his videos with his best buddy, a wild man, on there, oh, wild yeah. man was very clearly multiple times implying that uh, Sean was sleeping with underage girls. Oh yeah, like but absolutely. He kept, like, 100%. He's like, yeah, you know, I always slept with a lot of girls, always of age though, and they would just like look at Sean, and Sean was kind of like look away, like very obvious what he was yeah. implying. And like dude, now he's dude, up there, that, like that, that's like eighty-five percent of people that are like overly invested mm -hmm. in that whole world. It's always like, and it turns out, <laughs> <laughs> I think the lady doth protest too much. Methinks so. All right, boys. Well, that is it for boys. We boys pick them. Any final thoughts before we get the hell out of here? Uh, not, none for me. Just uh, just happy to give Bill Belichick his fattest L of his career. That does feel so good. Mm -hmm. Reign of terror finally put to an end. You're welcome, entire league. <laughs> Gosh, would, it might have been a game where the Cowboys were the good guys for once. For once, dude. What a very rare occurrence. Bill Belichick's oh. uh, press conference should have been eight life of bitch. 
Dude, I'm definitely watching the Last Boy Scout again tonight. Now it's for sure going down. It's so it's so insane. I can't wait. So, all right. Well, as always, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps us to climb the iTunes, Spotify, etc. charts, and we do so greatly appreciate that. If you'd like to interact with us further, maybe tell us we suck at this. Shoot us a an X. Is that what we call tweets now? An X. Um, shoot us an X on X at BWBB pod, uh, over on X, um, good times to be had by all. We'll be back next week with a review of the win. Uh, me and Zach will be celebrating. Ben, a trader will be sad because his favorite team, the Niners will have lost. Um, but as always, I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy.